Welcome to the Wookiee Gunners Rebels Chat with your host, Jonah Marie, and the Daryl Dixon to my crossbow, my mom, Maria. (laughs) Rebels Chat is a family-friendly podcast where my daughter and I share impressions, reactions, and our favorite moments of the latest Star Wars Rebels episode. In today's episode, we will be chatting about The Protector from Concord Dawn, written by Henry Gilroy and Kevin Hobbs and directed by Brad Rao. In The Protector from Concord Dawn, the Rebels are looking to secure a new hyperspace route to Rothal. To do that, they head to the Mandalorian Control Concord Dawn to negotiate safe passage for their fleet. The warrior protectors of the system prove to be less than welcoming. However, it is up to Sabine and Kanan to turn this group into friends or enemies. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sabine. I don't know. Kana, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Sabine. Sabine was a bit. Sabine is not a person of, uh, of look for that looks for friends. She isn't looking for friends. Nah. But what were your initial thoughts of the episode? Well, when they talk, when they say Mandalorian, I said, "Ooh, now we get to know about Sabine because we know she's Mandalorian." And me, unlike you, and many others out there, I don't know much about the whole thing other than it's in the DNA of the clones or something supposed to come No, from, that'd no? be nice. <laughs> well, the thing about that is a lot of people think that Jango Fett is not Mandalorian. Ah, which I is why. I thought I think he is personally, <laughs> but that's just me. But it's because I remember when they confronted Sabine and they said uh, they called her a bounty hunter and they said that you stole that armor and she yeah. said no, I forged it with my family. Django Fett was said to have stolen armor and he was paraded it around. But I I personally think he was Mandalorian, but that's just my head canon. I don't have any. Um, well, they 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 um, Rex. Well, somehow, somehow they're mixing in there somewhere because Rex says they they brought them to train. Yeah, us. no, yeah, Rex. So. Yeah, Rex said that they were, and that was awesome. The fact that he said that, but yeah, but in general, I thought the episode was great. I thought it was cool that they focused on a personal story. Yes. While it was also expanding the general the, story, the, 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 because yes. it it is their goal to grow, grow the rebel, rebel alliance. So to do that, you have to recruit Bring people, the people, and make allies. And what better allies than Mandalorians? Hmm. So and even Rex had said these aren't people that the Empire want to mess with. Right. But yeah. that was interesting. The Empire being careful around the Mandalorians. Yeah, exactly. You know? They have a reputation. So, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the episode. I know people who aren't enjoying the season as much as the first season, which is very, very weird to me. Because as much as I love the first season, the first season, the goal was to for this kid to become part of the crew and continue to grow with them so now that we're expanding and reaching out and growing the re- the rebellion and exploring and whatnot and touching on their individual stories people are for some reason don't see it as tight children in terms of narrative children often don't know what they need <laughs> and humanity is a child <laughs> i like it I like that it's expanding because if you don't expand, you don't grow. If you don't grow, the story just dies. So the fact that there's other venues and other avenues and other ideas and other lives to explore and bring into the whole thing, uh, to me, uh, just makes it for a longer story right and uh, the thing about it is that the season has double the episodes. there's 22 episodes so I, I haven't seen one episode that's been a filler or or anything no, it, of that it, nature they, they, they always have something there's to say there's always something occurring yeah some some type of connection with the past with what we we know of the future there's yeah, always something. There's a, and it's always serving a purpose. I, I would say maybe, 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 maybe the Hondo episode was some sort was a sort of a filler. But even then, that was important because it was for Ezra to because uh, again, we, yeah. it, it is the nature in us to go back and forth on decisions. Should I have not done that? Should I do this? Should I not? 
You know, yeah. they, we go back and forth. At least I know I do. Yeah. So that was the first time we saw Ezra question his position where he is right now. Should I have joined the ghost crew? I miss the old days. And now we see him questioning it again. And then Leia's the one to, instead of Hondo, it was Leia the one to have told him that this is what you're meant to be to doing. Be I didn't see any of these episodes as fillers. They're all part of the whole growing the rebellion and touching on people's individual stories. I, I don't know. I, I just, I could feel like I'm watching a different show compared to everyone so, else. Yes. And it's just like, and you know, you see Yeah, me. and I know I have to hear her. It, she's like, oh my God, these people. Really? And I go like, what now? I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm watching a different show, Ma. No, it's just so funny because every, every after every episode, I scroll through the tweets and, and I'm looking at what people are saying because I'm, I'm interested in other people's thoughts even though I may not agree with them. And it's not just on Twitter. It's also on Facebook, on Tumblr. And I'm just, uh, on Tumblr, actually, Tumblr, people are actually very more positive towards the show. Facebook, it's all about, oh, Disney's ruining everything. And then Twitter is the more critical, the more critical group of people. We could do an analysis as you to can. the ages. <laughs> Tumblr, isn't Tumblr al- older? No, Tumblr no. is younger. Tumblr, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, um, generally, I mean, there's a lot of people who are my age and older. And I follow a lot of people who are in the fandom and that they critique, they write reviews and, and such. So they're always looking at things with a critical eye. Whereas I'm a Tumblr person who's like, oh, my God, Star Wars. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I don't really look at things for things like that. I just enjoy it for what it, it is. is. Yeah. Like, I just go in for the episode. I don't think of the episode and the grander scheme of it. I know there's a theme there and a goal there. They're trying to build the rebellion. But it's not something that will stop me if this particular episode is not dealing with that it's not going to stop me from enjoying the that episode or the way that the season's going so far so i don't know it's just me and <laughs> my weirdness so in part one kanan rex and zeb return with supplies from lothal but not without encountering the empire along the way they meet with commander sato and discuss options for a new hyperspace route to the lothal sector sabine recommends concord dawn a mandalorian colony not yet under the control of the empire they agree to pay the Mandalorians a visit, with Hera leading the mission in hopes of negotiating and striking an alliance. Hera leads Phoenix Squadron to Concord Dawn, where they meet Fen Rao, a Mandalorian protector. Hera says that they come in peace and that she requests safe passage. When she reveals she's part of the rebellion, Fen Rao attacks in the name of the Empire. Hera commands her squadron to retreat. Just before she makes the jump, Rao and his Mandalorian fighters heavily damage Hera's ship. She makes it back to the command ship, but Hera is on responsive. Her vitals are stabilized, but Sabine is angry. She apologizes to an unconscious Hera and vows that the Vandalorians will answer for what they did. So we start off with this mission from Lothal. Kanan and Ezra and Zeb, they come into the command room and... I really want to know what they were up to. <laughs> yes. Because they come in sort of like very sprinty. Yeah, you know, yeah, like we just came out uh, of the, yeah. the fire right now with the Empire. And I'm just like, man, what, what were you guys doing? I, like, I, I wanted to see that episode. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's cool in the background, actually, when they start talking about Concord Dawn and, and the uh, clones. In the background, you can hear the music from when Obi-Wan went to visit Kamino in Attack of the Clones. In the movie, when he uh, went to the the planet that was raining a lot, you you, you remember too many things. <laughs> I, I really love that soundtrack. It's Attack of the Clones. It's a surprise to a lot of people, but Attack of the Clones is actually my favorite out of all the the movies. It's it's. I know a lot of people find that weird. They're kind of like what? But I, it's the one I enjoyed the most. It's the one that I remember the most, and the one that really. I guess impacted me the most but the the soundtrack for that specific part and I like I heard it and I said oh my gosh that's when Obi-Wan walks into <laughs> Saipoka City so I thought that was cool and that was a cool fact that Rex said that Mandalorians Man. were used to train, train the the clones and in Star Wars The Clone Wars we did see two bounty hunters training clones but they weren't Mandalorian so hearing that I thought oh my god this is huge because there's a series 
a book series that I love. I, I I haven't read any other Star Wars books except for these books, in terms of legends, I mean. And they're called the Republic Commando series. And I love these books because of the, they deal a lot with the clones. clones. And I'm like, oh my God, I You're love, a clone fan. I love, I love the clones. I mean, there's, there's a lot more books and comic books out there that dealt with them, but the Republic Commando series is the one that I enjoy the most. And that whole part of the, the plot was that there were Mandalorians who trained clones and there was this one particular Mandalorian his name was Cal Skirata and I thought oh my god what if he becomes canon which will never happen (laughs) 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 Uh, but yeah he trained clones and he even took some clones as his sons he had several sons (laughs) it was so beautiful I love them all (laughs) 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 so when Rex said that I was like we're one step closer one step closer (laughs) and I like that Sabine was the one to suggest, suggest that uh, to that place that yeah Concord done as a as a possible route as if she was already thinking about it and I feel like she is in the background always doing something I mean she's always listening to transmissions, transmissions so I feel like she's coming out with her own plans and waiting for the moment to slide in yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and hey be like guys, this is what is. we should be doing <laughs> FYI. And I mean, even the the and I have mentioned earlier where the fact that the Empire is afraid of the Mandalorians and like, yeah. they don't want to like mess with them in any way. Here, just take the money. Let's be off on our own <laughs> in our own ways, but let's not aim guns at each other. Sure. The Mandalorians will and that bring them that down. I found very like interesting because you will think that nothing scares. The Empire, Empire. you know, uh, so so much has gone on to establish that empire and to all of a sudden put something out there like, you know, this is my Achilles heel Mm -hmm. of some sort. I mean, it's not that they're afraid, afraid, but they just don't want that kind of conflict. Conflict. It's it's just... So it, it also makes you think like, Wow, these Mandalorians are really yeah. violent. And even, I mean, just look at the planet. And even what Sabine said, my people, uh, they, don't they don't need, need a, a reason, reason to, to fight. fight. <laughs> they fight because they want to. So it's like you don't want to be on the bad side. So it's it, like space Vikings. Yeah, they are. They are space Vikings. That's a good description. And space barbarians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And it makes you wonder, even though Mandalore is under Imperial control, it makes you wonder whether it's like a very tight grip or whether it's just a light presence. Um, because, again, they don't want that sort of conflict, so they don't want to... Well, well, Rebels Recon, they explain that they sort of like think that they have gotten control of one top person and that oh, this yeah, is how yeah. they're doing yeah. it. Very discreetly, very politically right. correct, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I, I really want to go back to Man- that. It'd be cool if we visit Mandalore in the future because uh, I I think that would be a great way to tie up some... And I can't wait to know more about... The House of Bisla. Oh yeah, the Clan and Ren the House Clan of Bisla. Yeah, that was interesting in the in the Rebels Recon. Yeah. I, I learned a lot when they explained that, yeah. the hierarchy, yeah, how the it hi- works. Yeah, that was cool. And then there's the whole when they're devising the plan on what to do. Kanan's the one suggesting that they be diplomatic. Like, and Sato's the one where they should go in with strength and in numbers and be prepared to fight. And I, I actually, I was not surprised, but I didn't expect Hera to be the voice of, of diplomacy. Re- I expected on- her to be diplomatic. I didn't expect Only Sato because- to be the one to... Honestly, I expected Kanan and Sato to be reversed. I thought Kanan would be the one going in with force and Sato to be the one being diplomatic and then Hera's hiding with Sato. I didn't think it would be the other way around. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I, I-, I see Hera more uh, as a soldier now. Mm. You know, sort of like she's like she was born for that. Right. You know, so in that position, I expected her to not to go with guns blazing, but not to be as diplomatic as she was being. She was being a a diplomat, a complete diplomat. 
Yeah, yeah, I can I can see her being both. an ambassador. Yeah, I can see her being both. And then she backs it up by saying that we're a rebellion. We need to recruit allies. So that I when, that I, when she sense. said that, then that. I'm like, okay, it makes sense that she would be the one being wanting to be diplomatic because she wants resources. She wants human resources. So that's the best approach, really. Even though Mandalorians aren't really cut out for negotiation. Sabine's <laughs> like, I'm with Sato on this one. <laughs> you guys just don't get it. And then they go, they, she takes Phoenix Squadron in addition to Sabine because she's a good liaison for this sort of mission. They go and they arrive at Concordon, the Concordon system, and they're immediately greeted by the Mandalorian protectors. And things don't really turn out Not all the that way well. that they expected. Yeah, so you know, she asked for peace and for safe passage. And unfortunately, with the, the moment she said there were, there were rebels, rebels, rebels. That, that was it. That's when it goes downhill. That was a cool firefight. It was a cool firefight. And I liked uh, Fen Rao's voice, who was voiced by Kevin McKidd. I, you don't watch Grey's Anatomy. I don't watch Grey's Anatomy, but he's in Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's in that show. And I love his voice. And uh, I really liked that he was a Mandalorian character and that we could potentially see him again in the future. And yeah, the. the the space battle itself was pretty cool, and it was it was actually a very lengthy space battle. Yeah, it wasn't something it's short. short, and that's it, you know. And they took down a couple fighters. They did. Okay, so this is my question to you because a lot of people were actually very mad about this, and I, I completely understand. They all had legitimate reasons. The two fighters that got killed, the first one was a guy, and the second one was a girl. They weren't mentioned at all in the rest of the episode. So, do you think? They should have acknowledged because at one point, uh, Sabine says, I want him to pay for what he did to Hera. And Sabine never mentions the other two pilots. And then a few people came to the conclusion that Sabine took it personally because she felt that she was at fault for what happened to Hera because she had stayed behind to help Hera and Hera had to force her to leave. And then that's why she got caught between the two Mandalorian fighters. Do you think they should have acknowledged them? I understand because look at Star Wars The Force Awakens when Hosni and Prime, those planets got destroyed. You felt bad. You felt sorry. I felt bad for. But those there was people. no one on that planet that you could connect Next to. Way. And so the same thing can be said. I mean, yes, Hera had to have known these two people. So obviously, there had to have been some sort of moment of Hera saying, you know, that I knew these people or, or something like that. But I, at the same time, I feel like there's the the dialogue is so quick. It's so we, precise. We, that we have no... a story, a storyline that's taking place in 20 minutes, one scene to the next. The truth is that even in and, and this is on a cartoon, the truth is that even in real life, we forget about all of those behind in the background. And it's sad. We, it's sad. It's that sad. That's, that that's a reality. But you have to understand that our, the way our minds work, they, ju- they only work based on the scope of what we have around us and what we know. In our immediate vicinity. vicinity. Yeah. If we don't know beyond that, th- th- this is why the, this world is in the state that it is in because nobody sees beyond their scope and that scope doesn't go to places that we've never been doesn't see people that we've never known and look at what happened in paris people were r.i.p paris i pray for paris the next week people completely forgot about it and they only the the i don't mean to say that they're insensitive or that people doesn't have sensitivity or anything but we get caught up in the in the moment and and, and we go with the, you know that 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 so-called mentality that they talk about uh, the mass mentality yeah we just get get up, caught up and at that moment because we know somebody in our social media group that says something mm-hmm. then all of a sudden oh okay i want to say something too right and then that person knows somebody else and oh i'm going to yeah but at the same time there are people who actually care no yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there's always there's always the the group of people who can see beyond yeah, this yeah. is what these are the people that that we call we call they have a high empathy empathy yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, type that of they can feel what the they, other they can feel feeling. without yeah. being being in that position right right and there's many 
like that out there. And I have to admit, Elisa, my my friend, she was the one who brought it up to me because I I honestly I was I'm one of those people my, who completely, you are not empathic. <laughs> no, it's just that I I I didn't think about it. To me, they were two casualties in a battle that was bound to happen. And I thought about them. But I didn't say anything because in my 50 years, I've learned that there's things you comment, there's things you bring out, and there are things that no matter what you say, they're never going to change. And and the world is the, wor- the, the way the world is because of human nature. Mm. And there's human nature that cannot be changed. So in my head, I went like, oh, man. I, know, the, I felt bad for the women. I, I, felt, I felt bad for the women. I was like, oh, no, diversity, no. And, 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 then, and then, like, they came back and when they didn't say anything, again, in my head, I went like, Hera and Sabine were not the only ones there. There were other people there. Right. Well, even the the guy who who made it first, he freaking booked it. He's like, I'm nobody mentioned. You know. (laughs) He's like, thanks, bye, I'm out. (laughs) So, but I say, you know what? It's a cartoon. Let's move it on. I'm not gonna waste my time I wish, doing or saying anything. I, no, I, like, I wish they had covered it. Now that I know and thinking back on it, yeah, they could have slipped in a few 30 seconds worth yeah. of, a, of a dialogue scene. And then should it have been Commander Sato to said something? But then Sato is such a hard, hard face, face yeah. stone face kind of guy where I, I'm like, I feel like this guy tries to hold, keep his distance from people but, just a- because everything. Oh, no, you their can't, line of you work... See, it, it, in his position, yeah. you cannot get close to anybody. No. Because you will be in constant depression. Right. But then it, it would have been nice to, you know, we we need to go back to do something about the Mandalorians because we lost uh, members of our, of our Phoenix squadron. Yes. Something like that. Then again, I think it happened because the story is being told from not from Sabine's point, but because of Sabine. Right. And because of this, they concentrated more on what Sabine was feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. for Sabine, the only member that she care about, the only person that she knows from who knows how long, the one that has raised her, and she does say this in at the, the end, end, yeah. You know, it's Hera. Right. So at that moment, no mention of anybody else was going to come because this is Savine's story. This is her reaction. This is the way, the perspective. This is how it's going to go. Yeah. And like I said, she felt guilty personally. Yeah. And that was something that I had noticed and that other people had noticed in rewatching the episode. But you know, so. I, I, at, the end, at the end of the day, unfortunately, those, we, I guess it's up to our... It's our responsibility to remember these two fictional characters who died in space, yes. <laughs> in space battle. Battle. And we will remember them and we will thank them for their service. Elisa's always like very observant of these things and I always appreciate her insights. So I was like, oh man, I, I'm so I feel like I'm not human. Thank you for having told me having told me that. You're not human, baby. I know I'm not. I, you're not. You're not. <laughs> and then, you know, there is That's why I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Then there's the fact that Hera said, I'll be right behind Behind you. you. Just like Kanan had said that at one point in season one and he got captured. The moment she said that, I said, oh my God, is she going to die? I know. A lot of people, it's funny, a lot of people thought she was going to die. I was like, guys, there was a trailer. We saw her in more than one instance. It doesn't matter because (laughs) that trailer is a cut up. Okay? It's a cut up. They can make it of anything and any scene and whatever. So... No, uh uh-uh. uh. The moment she said, I'll be right behind you, I went like, holy crap, this is it. This is it. This is how she's going to. And a lot of people are legitimately worried. It's like, oh man, I can only imagine what would actually happen. <laughs> Uh, I, I was like, Kanan is not going to be happy. No, I, I that, was, that was the first thought in my mind. I was like, oh my God, this guy's going to go ballistic. He's going to be emotional. And he wasn't. He was completely in control. Didn't, I mean, you can see the distress and the distress in other people's eyes. But not one, I mean, obviously this is all in our in my mind at least. Because I, I think, oh my God, they're married. They're in love. Blah, 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 blah. So you, you kind of want that reaction. But the, the reality no. of it. But, it wasn't that, but, the, but that what, way. What did he do? 
he went into second what <laughs> he wanted to complete her goals yeah yeah he wanted to complete her goals so he had that in mind he, even sabine said wow you must have been really distracted not to know that i had sneaked into the ship yeah. so he, yeah he was emotionally compromised but at a, at a reasonable level he wasn't at the point where he was like spock and beat up kirk or something <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, and actually, just the animation of Hera's ship, like when it came out of hyperspace, hyperspace. and the fact that even she even survived through hyperspace is a, is a question on its own. But science, we're not gonna talk about science. No, we cannot. <laughs> it, it, it will unravel and and the whole thing be destroyed. I know, I know. <laughs> and um, because you could see that the smoke. Yeah, you could. Okay, the smoke. Like, yeah. mm, all right. That shouldn't be okay. But but yeah, I really like the little floating pieces inside of her cockpit yeah. and the the sparks of electricity that whole scene i mean it was at least they drew a, a mass of some sort of like astronaut kind of oh thing. yeah 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 she had a thing because for oxygen when, when that thing came through uh-huh. i was like okay they're taking it way young if they're gonna tell me she is alive in there yeah i know i know, you know? but so, she had a mask, mask for, for oxygen yeah yeah forget about the space <laughs> and the pressure so like i say we don't talk you, science. you can't talk science no, with star no wars science. I, that, i've learned that already yeah no science <laughs> i and i like to think when kanan when he saw hera and he you know that was that moment where he closed Close his him. eyes i wonder if that was him closing his eyes to sense whether she was alive do you think that that was something or do you think he just closed his eyes because he just closed his eyes because he couldn't see her like that oh i like that too i like both <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> oh and i like that everyone was waiting outside the room yeah it, it, like it all the kids like were worried. worried yeah like a family mom mom, mom is sick yeah Mom is sick and we're all waiting to see her. And Sabine was the first one to rush inside. I honestly, I'm mad. I'm mad that Kanan wasn't holding her hand. What is this nonsense? <laughs> I I can I, I cannot tell you how many times I paused that moment just to like look and squint my eyes to see whether he was holding her hand. Remember, this is in your head <laughs> that there's space no, and it's white. not my not in my head. Okay, so this is a Fact that showed okay. up in the concept art of the of, of the episode guide. On Hera's ship, there is a drawing, obviously from Sabine, of Kanan with the moon behind him, and it's supposed to symbolize the first time they met. Obviously, it was a very Popeye uh, kind of look, and it said Moonbeam at the bottom. He is her Moonbeam. <laughs> okay. Come on, Ma. Come on. Come on, Jonah. It was on her ship. <sighs> You Come know, on, Jonah. I, 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 I need hand holding. I need. <laughs> if you're not gonna give me a kiss, I got the hug. I need hand holding now. <laughs> you're asking too much. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And Sabine vows that they'll, they'll answer for this. Yeah, and this she, is she's very, very angry. Yeah. Hey. And 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 what I really what I really like is the fact that. Again, I expected the opposite. I expected her to be more along the lines of calm and controlled, whereas Kanan was the one who was going to be reckless and emotional. And it was the complete opposite <laughs> of my expectations, which is cool because I, I like it when things don't play out the way I, I had imagined in my mind. So, yeah, it was cool to see Sabine all, all fired up. up. Yeah. In part two, the team devised a new plan. They plan to infiltrate the Mandalorian base and blow up their ships before they attack. Kanan doesn't like it, but he decides to do the mission on his own, allowing only Chopper to accompany him. Sabine protests, but she manages to stow away in the Phantom. Kanan decides that he wants to complete Hera's goal and recruit the Mandalorians to join the Rebellion. They arrive at the Mandalorian base and find an Imperial officer paying Fen Rao for his services and orders him to report any further contact with the Rebels. Kanan and Sabine split up. He'll attempt to recruit Rao while she plants explosives in case things turn ugly. Kanan and Rao talk, and he talks about how Rao had saved his life on Maigido during the Clone Wars. While Sabine is planting the explosives, she gets caught and she invokes the Mandalorian code to seek justice through single combat. So that was so clannish, you know. It was it was very cool the way she did that. And Fen Rao is pretty cool too because 
Actually, you haven't been reading the Kanan comic books yet. No. But it's only been like two, maybe two or three issues since you last read it. When they're all together. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yes. I cannot be waiting like that. Exactly. I I know you can't. But it was super cool that on Wednesday when the new issue came out, issue number 10, there was that whole thing that Kanan was saying that that the Skull Squadron had come to, in to save them, and and that's why Kanan was thanking him. Mm-hmm. That was the thing that they were showing in the comic. You saw Fen Rao in his ship having assisted them, and it, one of the last things he sees is the uh, the ship flying away, and little Caleb is like, I don't know who he is, but you know, I didn't get to thank him or anything. So I'm just like, oh my god, this is so cool how they tied up the comic with the the, the series on the same day that the series the, the episode. So it's coming out. Good, good job, Lucasfilm Story Group. Good job. And Rex says that he was an instructor on top of it. So that was pretty cool. The fact that not only did he assist Jedi and 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 whatnot, he trained them, but he also trained the clone troopers. So he was one of those Mandalorian instructors. Yes. And I just thought that was super cool. Oh man, I I just love Mandos. I love Mandos. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole this whole new plan is to infiltrate the base and Kanan's like no one else is coming with me although I really like the fact that everyone's like jumping, jumping into yeah, you know, to, to uh, help. we're a team you're not going alone and I says well you're right I'll take shop <laughs> and chop what, 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 what is this about what, I, I didn't know. volunteer that was that was funny because I think I, as much as I love the, the the whole episode I think that part is my favorite because he just goes to Ezra he just slaps, slaps him Ezra, like, on the side <laughs> And it's kind of like when you're when you see someone and you just slap them because you're not happy. happy. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that Sabine stowed away in the sh- in the in the Phantom, it makes me wonder whether Ezra and Zeb had a play in it because they had to have distracted Kanan long enough for Sabine to to sneak well, in. He was already distracted. With he was a lot distracted, of his mind, but so. you know she had been left behind, so she had to run in a way to get to the ghosts. And so it makes you're, me- you're trying to think too much. That the, the whole. Like- the, the the whole it's like in a comic the the whole uh, reason for the comic is that you can just say things without having to explain much. I you know, move in TV, but in- you start putting details together, but then. It's just TV. <laughs> I know, I know. But in my mind, I like to think that Ezra or Zeb ran after him, held him up long enough for Sabine to sneak in. Kin. Okay. This is my headcanon. Okay. <laughs> and I like that Sabine pretty much knew what Kanan was up to. He's like, I know you better than that. I thought that was pretty neat. The fact that, again, it shows that they have this sort of relationship where they understand one another. another. Yeah. They, they they know exactly what to expect from each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What made this episode really cool as well is because we haven't really seen Kanan and Sabine interact as much together or be on a mission together. Yes. And so it's cool to have seen them together, especially because according to some of the uh, supplementary material that's been released prior, stated that Kanan was the one to recruit Sabine. He's the reason why she's in the ghost in the first place. So I, I just so I like it when they focus on those two particular characters. And Kanan saying that everyone deserves a second chance. And I feel like you know, in addition to following Hera's goal, it's it's cool that she, he's also having the same mentality as her because he, having turned away from the Jedi, he was given a second chance. Hera gave that to him, and she recruited him into being part of the this rebel cause. And so Kanan is trying to do that with someone else. It's kind of like in the last episode when he did it with Ryder Azadi. And Ryder was pretty much much, like him before meeting Hera. So in this case, he's trying to show Sabine that people do deserve second chances. And I really love Sabine's response to that, though. She's like, Jedi, this Jedi philosophy. It doesn't work with everybody. (laughs) And he's like, that's why we're in a war. Exactly. Duh. I thought that exchange was so on point. Yes, right? <laughs> and 
and and they infiltrate the base. I really love the purple look to the moon that they're on. There've been other locations throughout Star Wars that are purple that way, and I wonder what gives them such a purple purple. Purple science. is awesome color. I know purple you? is an awesome color. It's probably you know what I learned this in sci- in in my weather class when I was in college. During the morning, the reason it's so reddish is because those are the longer rays from the sun. And then during the during the day when it's blue, it's the shorter rays. And then when when it's nightfall and it's pinkish again, those are the longer rays again. I don't remember why there's long and short rays, but I, that's the only thing that I, I remember. <laughs> so I wonder if it's because, you know, the, the, the sun from this system is, is sending out like a mixture of the two rays. And that's why it's constantly purple. purple? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Blue and red make purple. purple. So yeah, yeah. so look at that. Yeah. Science. <laughs> Weird science. Weird science, yeah. And then I love how Kanan reaches over when they're looking at this guy, Fen, Fen Rao, talking to the Imperial. Kanan reaches over to look through her rangefinder, the yeah. thing that she brings down. I was like, can he actually see anything through that? <laughs> <laughs> and I like that Kanan said, I trust you. Like, it, it wasn't, it, it was, it's something that, you know, can be unspoken, but I like that he actually said it. Uh, it's, it's always good to, to have somebody to trust. Yeah, yeah. In situations like that. And the fact that, they, well, they have shown it through through the whole last season and this season so far. They, they are there for each other. Yeah, They're, yeah. They, they're definitely uh, more than just a group of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's the actual part where Kanan actually meets up with Fen Rao and he tells them what, what had happened years ago and how he had contributed to this battle on Maigiro. And I like that it was set up to be to be like a Western. Yeah, in a bar, in a bar, like a cantina. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's a, a thing with Lucas also. Yeah, they yeah. They love cantinas. Yeah, and <laughs> bars and whatnot. Yeah. So that was a pretty cool um, way to tie in that feel, that Western feel. And that, there's one part where I guess I couldn't really wrap my head around what he was trying to say. But when... Fen Rao says, alone is who, who we, we are. are. So when he says that, it made me wonder what he's been through <laughs> since the Clone Wars. But also... Um, is he talking about himself, about Mandalorians? He could be, he could be talking about himself, but it's also a, a, a consequence of his people of being Mandalorian because to have all this hierarchy, all these levels, here is the supreme commander, you have the protectors, then you have the houses, then you have the clans and still within the clans you have, you know, it's like very very divisive yeah. very so so it's it, it is understandable that that in his head they are all individuals standing alone mm. that uh, they they at any point may be together for whatever cause but they are alone and also the fact that that he says at one point he says that he's already fought on the losing side oh yeah yeah so out of that could have come even more uh, separation. And when you get separated from what you know, you, you become alone. Right. So it in his head, this is what it is now. No, that makes sense. Yeah. And then there's Sabine who's in the meantime putting these explosives and then she ends up hitting her head. Yeah. <laughs> and that's such a... Like, such an uh, awkward moment right yeah. there. Like. She does all these acrobatics and moves and stuff and just standing up, boom, yeah, bumps she ends her, up head. her head. And she she's confronted by all these Mandalorians and then that's when she says that she's Clan Ran House Vizsla and she forged that armor with her mother who is a Death Watch member. You are not you saw the Rebels Recon, so you're kinda of familiar uh, with the I, I don't know exactly what right. does it mean. So, I got what the protectors are. Right. But I didn't know Yeah, Death Watch is a splinter group. So when Satine was ruling, she they had this 
thing called the new Mandalorians. They were, you know, more civilized. They were pacifists. They weren't the warring culture that they used to be. So there's the splinter group Death Watch who consider themselves true Mandalorians. The Mandalorians that wear armor, that have this understanding of culture. And they were terrorists. And Vizsla was their leader. So... It was believed, and now she is. It's confirmed that she, her mother, is was Death Watch. So we don't know who that is. There was a female, prominent female Death Watch. Uh, her name was Bo-Katan, and she was the sister of Satine. But there was an interview where Dave, well, a while back in two in twenty fourteen, when he said that. Sabine has no relation to Satine. So, given that statement, you kind of implies that if she's not related to Satine, then she's not related to Bo-Katan because Bo-Katan is related to Satine because they're sisters. So it's kind of like an implication. So I, I, I don't think it's Bo-Katan, but it'd be cool if it was, you know, someone someone else within that group. And then she ends up calling out a challenge and she's yes, like invoking, invoking a, a, a Mandalorian a Oh my God. Yeah. Yes, like Vikings. I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. In part three, Kanan and Rao's talk is cut short when he receives word of Sabine's challenge. She calls him out for battle and welcomes the challenge. Kanan tries to intervene, but she implores Kanan to trust her. Rao and Sabine face each other and prepare to draw weapons. She proves to be faster and shoots at Rao's blaster. She then activates the explosives, destroying several Mandalorian ships. Kanan and Sabine seek cover and decide to go after Rao. As Rao takes off, Kanan leaps onto the fighter. Rao tries to shake him off, but Kanan ends up cutting his left engine. He makes his way topside and stabs his lightsaber into the controls, cuts open the cockpit, and knocks out Rao. Kanan picks him up just in time to land back into the Phantom. There, Rao's impressed with what he's seen from the Rebels and orders his men to stand down and allow the Rebels safe passage through Concord Dawn. Back at the command ship, Hera wakes up and is happy to see that things are now different with the Mandalorians and that Sabine didn't resort to killing in order to acquire the new route. So there's that hope that Mandalorians stand off. And I really like the fact that, it, again, it's very Western. You're going to yeah, draw your weapon. weapon. and But I honestly, when she said a single combat, I, I thought there's going to be fist, fist throwing, mm-hmm. ear biting, hair pulling... <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of combat. combat. Yeah, that's the kind of combat I had imagined. So I wish it would have been that way, but then it would have been taken. It would have taken longer. There would have been more animation involved. It could have also led to a different end. <laughs> it would have. It would have led to a different end. Here it, it is basically Sabine showing Kanan that she can do the the not killing part. Right. Right. Because she could have easily aimed yeah. elsewhere, and I really like that uh, that helmet flip that she did that was pretty cool (laughs) and I like that Kanan again he's the one who's the more mature in the situation I honestly throughout the episode I kind of felt that she was kind of reckless with the whole stowing away wanting to she's a teenager I know I know I know (laughs) but it just it's funny because uh, Ezra is the one who gets the a lot of the oh he's the annoying character and so and so forth and reckless and whatnot and I'm like uh, you know Sabine's kind of the same (laughs) you will not she tags the places she goes I know what what more proof do you want that this is a, a teenager that does whatever it comes at the moment whenever it suits her and, and that means at times she's gonna be reckless yeah yeah and and of course Kanan says oh, what is it with you Mandalorians <laughs> I love that line that's like my favorite thing that he's he's said since the start of the show <laughs> And then Sabine, she gets Fen. And then there's that awesome moment where she sets the charges to explode and everything goes kablooey. I really wanted it to have been like color all over the place. That would have been really cool. <laughs> like, actually, didn't she do that? She did yeah, do that. Right? So I, I expected the same thing. And then there's the, the whole trying to capture Fen, Fen Rao. And it was Sabine suggesting it. And uh, they're like, okay, so now you agree with me. <laughs> 
And Kanan is bent on not killing anyone. And, and, and Sabine, you're really making it this hard, you know, yeah. like, to, really, come on. Exactly. And a lot of people got this confused, the whole not killing thing. It's different with the Mandalorians because, again, they're trying to strike up a an alliance with yes. them. So he doesn't, even though their people got killed, he doesn't want to be the one to make this a sour relationship by killing Mandalorians. You know, it's not like the Stormtroopers. You can't negotiate with the Stormtroopers. They kill you or you kill them. But the Mandalorians is a different situation. You're trying to strike up an alliance. What better way to do that than to not resort to their level? So Show them that you're the better person. And that it will be worth it to join Exactly. And then that's what he ended up doing. He's, and, and that was pretty cool when he jumped onto the ship and he said, uh, so you think we can't win uh, or something like that? And yeah. I thought, oh, my God, Kanan, you're so sexy at this moment. <laughs> I love that the way that he stabbed through the, uh, the, the the cockpit and damaged his controls. That was another sexy move, Kanan. <laughs> and then there was a lot of sexiness to Sabine in this episode, too. There was still a lot of sexiness all around. Amanda's Kanan. Kanan, Sabine. Okay. okay, you and your sexiness. <laughs> and then Chopper waving when he took off the cockpit and uh, the th- the windshield was flying off. <laughs> Chopper was waving bye, bye, bye. bye. <laughs> And Sabine saying, when you're sent your mind to something, you're kind of frightening. And it's true. When Kanan does set his mind to something, he, he goes for it. And he, and he, he doesn't stop. <laughs> he doesn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then the alliance, you know, Fen Rao decides to grant them passage. He's impressed by what he's seen. And it's cool because now they have an ally. Exactly. Mandal- a, a, a strong ally. Exactly. And they're actually, and what's pretty cool, again, people have been saying, I want Rebels to impact the movie, like, the, you know, to, to connect to the movies in some way. This is it. This yeah. is them actually contributing to building the Rebel, the Rebel Alliance. Alliance. You just got... Mando's on your side. That is a win. <laughs> Not only that, you got a route to go to the Lothal sector because that's where their their base is. And again, they're they're trying to establish a base, and that's their whole goal: trying to grow, trying to get more resources. And I like that. I like that Kanan called him a reluctant recruit because it's true. He doesn't he, want. Yeah, he said like like he said in 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 the cantina there. Says he doesn't want to be part of another losing battle. Right. And you have to see this whole thing as it's gonna take so many times over and over for them to take control and finally free the 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 empire. Mm-hmm. You know. Because this is just one one small battle. We had the, the one prior. We have this now. Then we have the new hope. Then we keep going. We can, and then you know, there's a resistance in the First Order. So, like, so it never really it ends. ends. <laughs> so it, it's not like he, he, he's foreshadowing anything. But he understands that in his lifetime, this may not go anywhere. So he and he doesn't want to be a part of that. He at that moment, but then he realizes, you know, why not? Who knows? Maybe they do get something. So true. And I really want to see how he'll be contributing. Yes. To in the future. I mean, right now he's he's being held captive because he doesn't want the empire on his territory. That's he's the protector of Concord Dawn. That's his that's his turf. So he wants to and that's what he said, you know, we're we're friends because we have no choice. He he could also be seen the 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 potential for okay, these are my friends. This is my enemy and maybe just maybe this can work out. <laughs> yeah. And then there was that final scene with Sabine seeing Hera conscious. And, oh, that was so beautiful. It was like Mama and Papa. Yeah. I'm proud of their, proud of their girl. I was like, oh, my God, space family is so, so sweet. <laughs> Kanan had that beautiful smile. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is like a, we should frame this. Hallmark moment. <laughs> <laughs> 
final thoughts? Do you have any? Because I don't. <laughs> I, I I can't wait. I, I really can't wait. And and, and I want to see more of, of of the this Mandalorian relationship now. You know, I, mm-hmm. I want to see how how it develops. Want to see what happens. And I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah, the next episode with the Lasats, that's going to be cool. And it, again, it's cool that they're expanding while also touching on individual stories. And that's what people have been asking for. It's like, <laughs> you want to know the characters. Oh, well, this is the way that they're doing it. It's, it's, it's a difficult balance. Like, I was talking to Elisa about this. It's hard to balance the overall story of creating the rebellion on top of establishing individual background stories and then still tossing in action and, 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 and drama. And they have pretty group, uh, a pretty big group. And they're, they have a big group. They, they, they're how many? And if you want to count Chopper... And yeah. you have to count Chopper. Chop- and I want to see Chopper's story. Chopper's supposed to have a, a story as well. And I, and I I totally get people who miss Star Wars The Clone Wars. I, I love that show. That show changed my life. But their arcs are different. Our, uh, this is a very episodic series. Yes. And I like it that way because each episode can stand on its own. I didn't have to see the previous episode to know what was going on in this episode. So whereas in Star Wars The Clone Wars, there was four episodes to an arc. If I missed one, I had no idea yeah, what the what heck's happening. happening. Even with the recap at the beginning of each episode. So it's like, I don't mind it, honestly. I, I like the episodes. I focus in that one episode and then I move on to the next. Whether- we talk for like about an hour for about <laughs> yeah, exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so fan questions. Uh, Saf asked, do you have any thoughts on who Sabine's mother could be? Or do you think she's a new character too? So a lot of people were thinking that Sabine's mother could be this character that showed up in a comic book. And they both share similarities in their armor. Mm-hmm. And they actually really look a lot alike. She had short black hair and her name was Rook Cast. And I thought, man, this person and everyone thought this person could be Sabine's mother because she was Mandalorian and she was part of Death Watch so at least I think she was part of Death Watch I don't remember now but uh, it'd be cool if she turns out to be Sabine's mother I I don't want it to be Bo-Katan I feel like that's too many too many Clone Wars connections already so it'd be cool if it was her or or new character Uh, I'm always up for new characters or it's it's fun coming up with new people what who do you think (laughs) you had no no idea idea. I have no idea. You're like, I have no idea what you just said, no. but okay. Okay. Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> Hope asks, after seeing the mid-season trailer, do you think Rex knows that Vader is Anakin? Ah, he may suspect it. You think he suspects? But I don't think that that his he has enough suspicion to vocalize it mm. or mm-hmm. say anything. Because of where Anakin was, and I think it's been said that Siege of Mandalore was the last couple of episodes of Star Wars The Clone Wars, and Rex was clearly with Ahsoka in that area, so I don't think he's aware, was aware of what happened to Anakin. Uh, I don't know, uh, to be honest, but that's my personal thoughts on it. And Patty asked, what did you think of how Sabine handled herself during this episode? I, I understand her her anger yeah, in the yeah. beginning i completely understand her stalling in the ship with Kanan and wanting to do something about it and it's cool that she started in that violent at that violent level right and sort of like work down to more of a not a pacifist because she will never be that. No, no. But at the level that w- what she said to to Hera, you know, I've been raised right, right. You know that, and that's a, a, a notch to Hera and Kanan instilling right values mm-hmm. on, on them, mm-hmm. uh, the right thing to do. And she ended up doing the right thing and right. playing it right, mm-hmm. where she didn't kill anybody, but she got to destroy things. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, yeah. So I I I I liked the way they they developed that going from I want to kill him to there's other ways of yeah, doing it. Yeah, there's other alternatives. And Johnny Grasso, <laughs> he came in and said, "Hello, podcast princess and the podcast queen." Ma. Oh my God, I'm a queen. <laughs> 
first off, thank you so much for reading the article that I wrote about the Discovery of Times Square, uh, Star Wars, The Power of the Costume Display. That really meant a lot to me to hear I didn't mess it up. So yeah, he wrote an article, which I, I recommend you all should read if you're not in, the area, in New York to see the costume display that's here. Um, he wrote a really cool article based on that. And he continued to say, I was hoping to hear what you thought about Sabine and Kanan discussing how, quote, she cannot or did not kill anyone, end quote, as a seemingly running joke throughout the latest episode. Now I know Mandalorians are pretty uh, badass, especially her family heritage, but I do not recall her in previous episodes having the tendency to kill or want to kill. Matter of fact, so far, only the ruthless person has been Chopper. Uh, Am I wrong in finding that this Sabine personality quirk way off base? Just didn't seem like her at all. Thanks. Love you guys. Us friends. Okay, maybe more. Until next time. So So, I I do think it is... uh, part of her personality she's a rebel and i'm not saying that she's a rebel fighter a rebel in in the fact that she she goes against the establishment and and for you to go against the establishment you have to have some sort of a not mean streak but violent because whenever you go against the, the the mainstream you're gonna be attacked right and you're going to have to be able to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. And Sabine, from, from the beginning, we know she is a rebel. We know she she goes outside the mainstream. And, and she is against the establishment. So she has to have that violent tendency within her. Right. Not to mention the fact that... that and as we, as we all seen today uh, on the episode, she's Mandalorian. Right. They, this is something that is native of them right. this is how they do things and Sabine in other instances I believe have has shown impulsiveness which not, is not necessarily necessarily violent but it is one of those little things that that can give somebody a thought on hmm this person may have some violent well, tendencies honestly i don't think that's what it was uh like i had mentioned earlier yeah she does have the tendency to pull blasters out first yeah. and shoot she's done it before mm-hmm. and uh, and but so has kanan kanan has shot several yeah. stormtroopers hera has shot her own stormtroopers but then uh the the thing in on, on this uh, scene on this on, on this episode is the fact that this is hera Right. Hera was hurt. Right. She wasn't there. She wanted to stay there, but she didn't. And then Hera got hurt. So it's a whole different ball game. Right. There's a lot of emotions at play. But I think the whole Kanan telling her not to kill isn't really based on her tendency to kill or anything like that. No, it's It's more... because he's, again, he's trying to establish, he's trying to go along with Hera's goal. We can't be... Like the Empire, we can't go in, kill people, and take what we want, which is that route to get to Lothal. We, uh, yeah, we lost people, but we can't be, we can't go down to their level. We can't, we have to be able to, con- we have to rise above, uh, above them, them. Because if not, then we're no better than the yeah. Empire. So, yeah, Sabine, uh, like I said, she likes to shoot, but uh, I think Kanan was re emphasizing it because that was the p- part of the goal. That was to remind himself, uh, remind her that. Our goal is to establish an elite, an alliance, and uh, uh, doing it by shedding their blood is not going to help. And that is why I like how she she started mad and high and wanting to 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 kill up mm-hmm. here, and then slowly came down to to their level of not not comp- a complete pacifist, but a person who who understands the difference right. between killing for revenge as opposed to killing in self defense. Right, right. And then, uh, and then I I didn't count how many Mandalorians there were there. And you don't want to obviously they can't be they can't align themselves with Mandalore because that's completely occupied with, by the Empire. This is a small sect of Mandalorians. If you kill half the Mandalorians, you killed half of your alliance right there. Mm-hmm. So you know you don't want to make these people your enemy. Yep. So you don't want to 
uh, shoot them and then try to like form a friendship. Mm-hmm. You 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 want to try to not kill them and and establish that that goal that Hera had set, which was to grow the alliance. And Sal asked, uh, who among... Yeah, Sal. You know, it's funny because earlier I I kept saying Saul, Saul. And I'm like, wait a second. Why am I saying Saul? There's no you in there. It should be Sal. And I'm like, have I been saying Saul this whole time? (laughs) And like, I kept questioning myself and I was like Sal Sal Saul Sal Sal Saul I was like oh my god what have I been saying it wrong (laughs) but Sal asked who among the crew has had your favorite growth development moment this season and why ooh that's a good one that's a great question Hmm. we still have to see more of the other characters like Zeb for example yes we 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 do but right now so I will have to say Kane Okay. Yeah, yeah, Kanan. Kanan. He'll he'll like that. Kanan. (laughs) Sal likes that answer. Okay. I know. (laughs) Because when we start with Kanan, he is very not not. I'm not gonna say against, but he he doesn't want to be part of the fight. He doesn't. He just want to stay in his little corner and do his little thing. And he and, and you can. Ha, you you can feel this hesitation on his part to get uh, involved and take on responsibility. N- not that not to say that he's not responsible, but take on on like when he had this thing uh, about teaching Ezra, you know, becoming a, a master, right? You know, which as we know, he's he's avoided being a Jedi for so long, and yeah. now all of a sudden, now he has to be a Jedi again and become a master for a part of one and take on a part of one. Mm-hmm. So I will have to say that so far, Kenan, because Hera, Hera has shown true from the beginning. Yeah, she is who no, she is. It's, there's there's not no really growth. There's no growing for her because she is there. She's already she's there. She's already yeah. there. She's developed. Yeah. But Kanan, I, I think, is the one, especially after seeing the episode today and the way in, in uh, how he handled himself. Yeah. And, yeah, I will have to say Kanan. Um, I'm a uh, shocker. I'm going to go with... No, actually, I'm going to go with Chopper. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Chopper because I, no, I was originally going to go with Ezra, obviously, because I love my blueberry. But, <laughs> but because, you know, Ezra, especially in that episode... Ezra has grown. Yeah, with his, when he went off to face off Callus mm-hmm. and that, that moment where he lashed out at Kanan saying, you don't know what this feels like. And Kanan's like, you're right, I don't. And then Ezra stepped back and realized that Kanan's that, not the bad, bad guy, guy here. Yeah. And that was like a moment of self-realization, of self-awareness. And that a lot of people don't do that. They continue to be, to be yeah, angry. And committing, and committing the same mistake mistakes right. over and over again because they don't think exactly about what they're doing in the moment exactly and they it, just react to the consequences of what they do mm-hmm. and, and 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 that moment i saw ezra as having grown a lot since from where yeah. he had been but i'm gonna go with chopper because everyone <laughs> everyone sees him as this murderous droid <laughs> <laughs> So it's cool to have seen, you know, him go from, well, he's still a murderous droid, but it's cool to see moments where he cares for, for his his crew members. And I really love, I, I don't know whether it pertains to this question, because uh, I kind of forgot the question, <laughs> but I really love the moment where when Kanan was captured and he was in Kanan's room, and that really showed a lot that he does actually that care. And, yeah. And I, I, that's a little bit of growth in there. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of development. He hasn't killed anybody. He, oh, my, he killed that whole ship. That, that ship with the gravity. Well, uh, he killed all those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say that counts. Okay. <laughs> and Andy asks, what are both your thoughts and or hopes for where Sabine's character goes in terms of character development and where she might end up? Dave had mentioned in an interview with uh, the LA press back in, I want to say, October-ish, around there. And he mentioned that Sabine's going to... Sabine's role is going to be up there with Ezra in terms of importance and and, and, and where she's heading. I know she... she 
right right on this episode she showed a lot of growth like like i i i keep going back to the she started up very high very violent and slowly came down and 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 got to that level to that point so i i see her developing more that type of persona which is a contrast to what most of her people are right. so I, i i can see her as a sort of like a a medium between Mandalore and the rest of the rebellion you know right like, right like that like you 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 have mentioned satin is it yeah. that, that that was in into that 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 side that was more refined more right. uh, developed more more civilized right so i see her sort of like in that medium being a liaison man i really want to get inside dave's head <laughs> Tell me, Dave. No, Dave is not going <laughs> to tell you. But yeah, I wish I could get inside his head because I I'm so intrigued by I like I really hope she does actually become someone like like that. I mean, him saying that makes me think, "Oh man, Ezra's going to might might be going places because to put her up there with him in terms of that level of importance. I mean, I've, all of them are important. I I'm not knocking anyone down but to put her up there with him it really shows that those two characters are going to be doing pretty important things i don't know what exactly but i really hope that she contributes in the in that way that Dave Filoni's been hinting so and then the last question comes from Melissa she asked uh, wow a lot of questions i know today. it's a lot of questions today I, and they're very all great questions what's your opinion on the pacing of these episodes i feel that, like this particular episode could have had at least 15 more minutes thoughts <laughs> I, i think each episode should be an hour long <laughs> yeah you you're asking the wrong person here <laughs> because uh, if it was for for this one they would last an hour or more yeah an hour no they should be like the sherlock episodes where they're two hours look at that but instead of three because it's only three episodes for a season but instead of three episodes it's uh 22 episodes of two hours oh man they would they would hate me <laughs> can you imagine animating something like that for two hours for each yeah. week No, these people, no, no, no. <laughs> They would riot. But yeah, I, I definitely think this episode could have used 15 more minutes. It could have included that whole thing okay. about the two people yeah. that got lost, uh, that died. It could have incorporated a little bit more background about Sabine's. And that's another thing, going back to Andy's question, I, I hope we get to see more of her family's background, background and how that factors into her development. Because, you know, your family's a part of you and... And they contribute to your growth, both immediate and the one that obviously is not there anymore. So I want to learn more about her mom. Uh, so, yeah, I could definitely use 15 more minutes. Give me an hour, Dave. <laughs> but but that's pretty much it and uh thank you all for your questions i mean we truly appreciate the fact that you all write in and listen to the show so thank you thank you <laughs> so that's it for today's episode stay tuned for our next rebels chat when we'll discuss the episode legends of the lasat <laughs> in the meantime make sure to rate and comment on itunes visit the wookiegunner.com and follow rebels chat on twitter and may the force be with you always. Oh,